Welcome back to another episode of Black Ass Podcast, the podcast so black. If it was a treasure hunt, it'd be finding $3 million and change in an old Crown Royal bag. Shout out to the uncles. This episode, I am talking COVID casualties, the convention drag, and finally, balls in the White House. All that and more coming up on this episode of Black Ass Podcast with Hadia Robinson. Bono, bono. Hey Cheryl, all right, I see you, girlfriend. Hey man, get your ass out the street. Who goddamn kids is these? Hey, in a house one time, like, oh yeah, mine, and we in a gonna. Okay, that was me writing lyrics. Like last time I said I should write lyrics, and then I was like. <laughs> I can't rap. I'm sorry, y'all. It's just not going to happen. But welcome back. Thank you guys so much for coming back. Big shout out to everybody that came to the Black Ass Pre-Show. We had a good time hanging out, chopping it up, talking shit, sharing pictures. Got a lot of um, entries of what you guys are working on in quarantine, which is dope. Um, And I did the first uh, (laughs) Black Ass Giveaway. Didn't go as I had hoped, which I'm like, are y'all not up on your black ass classical movies? You know, I I got questions and uh, I think you guys need to do some introspective work and really figure out how you can do better. (laughs) But if you missed the black ass pre-show, head on over to the Instagram page and you can see it right there on IGTV with all of the previous episodes, except last week, for whatever reason, it didn't record. I'm so pissed, but, um, you can see all of the previous black ass pre-shows. And, uh, as I mentioned last week, merch is here. Merch is here. Merch is here. That's me as Paul Revere but yelling about (laughs) t-shirts. The link is of course in the bio on all the social media platforms, but you can go and uh, look at some stuff. I got some t-shirts. I got some, uh, I don't have caps. I got mugs. It's a bunch of stuff in there and I'll be creating, we'll be creating more. And if you want bags, then go ahead and inbox me. And I will, I'm working with an independent printer who is black owned independent printer who is making the bags for me. And so if you guys are interested in bags, then, uh, hit me up in the DMS. I'll get your information and, uh, you guys can get a bag, but, uh, however you want to, um, support the show is greatly appreciated. Of course, Venmo and Cash App is always available if you want to give a one-time little, you know, hit it and quit it. I ain't mad. (laughs) Sometimes it's good to just hit it and quit it. Sorry. But if you want to do something more longstanding and just kind of help support the podcast month to month, then head over to the Patreon page, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash black ass podcast. And hey, whatever the ancestors tell you to donate or whatever is on your spirit to give, go ahead and do that. I have tears set up, but if the ancestors whisper to you that you should give me a million dollars a month, please do. Please do. And I will adjust the tiers. I will figure out so, what kind of things I need to make sure I'm giving you at that tier. I feel like it's probably something sexual, but guess what? Hey. <laughs> 
the world coming to an end, I might as well try to sex trade before I go. That's all I'm saying. You know, that would be the most gangster way to just get rid of the last bit of cartilage I have in my knee. So, hey, <laughs> let me know. <laughs> all right. Before I get into the episode fully, I want to have a small amendment, as I seem to have every week. But last week, as I was spelling out all the ways that black people are tired, I spelled T-Y-R-E-E-D, and I was I said tired, but actually that's tired. Uh, I just wanted to make that clarification because unlike the president, I do know words and can spell, but in the heat of the moment and just saying shit, being silly, I misspoke. So uh, I did get that that was tired now, but at the time I was too tired to go back and restate it. So there you have it. <laughs> All right. So let's get into this episode. Y'all it is time for it's a word. All right, y'all. So this week's word actually started as a tweet that flowed into a thread that just ended up being a whole mess. But one of the responses stood out and just kicked the whole thing off. So uh, a girl named Anna at ARP14 underscore, give her props. She's posed on her page. She said, men only give us women some relationship advice, right? Which is already a bad idea, in my opinion. Why, like, why would you ask men for relationship advice knowing they're going to skew the advice so it's always to their advantage? That's always been my thinking. But one guy commented, his name was at one Willie Clay. He said, give no second chances. We are fully aware of our actions and have considered the consequences beforehand and made a choice. <sighs> And from there, it unraveled. When I tell you every dude in that comment box, like, what the fuck? <laughs> you traitor. Like, they are out for blood in them comments. And first of all, I feel like I already knew this because my older brother, who was always very, very transparent when it comes to, like, if you go to my brother for relationship advice, <laughs> He going to give you the truth and he's not going to spare your feelings. I remember one time I was like crying over this ancient ass dude and he was just like, yo, he cheating. Like it was so flat and it was so direct and so to the point that I, you know, that kind of like you blink like, oh shit. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm awake. <laughs> it was just like, Hey, dumb bitch. <laughs> But, you know, women, we're always trying to give the benefit of the doubt and also in our heads because it's like, am I tripping? Is this daddy issues? Is it low self-esteem? What the fuck? Am I just making this up? Am I really? And men, you guys are very good about making us feel like we're crazy. But it wasn't until later when I really became a fully formed grown ass woman, I realized, oh, that's the play. That's how they stay in a relationship. That's how they convince us that we should give them another chance and give them another chance because it's like, maybe I am tripping, right? And I'm not saying this because men, you're bad people. I'm saying that that's some trash ass shit that y'all do. But I also get that as women, we got to stop giving dudes the benefit of the doubt. We got to stop thinking, oh, he going to change. Girl, he's not. <laughs> 
if he changes, he's going to change for him, but he's not necessarily going to change for you. And you don't have to jump in my DMs and we ain't got to argue about it because I said what I said. And once words start getting around, once dudes stop going back to their homeboys, because they go to their homeboys and they exchange stories of how they cheated and what they said to get back in the house and how many days. I feel like they be straight downloading to their homeboys. Like, here's a pot, here's a flow chart of the whole process. So I met this bitch, got the draws. My girl found out. I told her this story, told her this story. That didn't work. I went to my rebuttal sheet. <laughs> and finally, <laughs> but it was worth it in the end. I'm back in the house, right? But the moment the dudes go back to their homeboys and say, yo, I didn't get back in the house. We really getting a divorce. This relationship is over. She dumped me. She don't take my calls. We ain't never getting back together. Trust me. <laughs> Dudes is going to be thinking long and hard before they do all that bullshit. So take with that what you will. Shout out to one Will Clay for keeping it all the way gangster. And uh, just go. I'm going to post the link to the his tweet and just go through the replies. Because when I tell you that shit had me dying laughing. <laughs> It was great. Um, all right, so now it's time for you a lie. You a whole lie. You be lying. All right, so this week, y'all, I am talking about the White House reporter, uh, SV Date. I hope I'm saying that right. It was an accent over that A, and I had no clue. I asked Google. Google was like, girl. <laughs> huh? <laughs> But in a press conference, this reporter asked Trump, he said, this is his words, and it's so perfect. He said, after three and a half years, do you regret at all all the lying you have done to the American people? <laughs> and then Trump is like, Huh? It's almost like he's caught off guard. Like, what the fuck? Like, did anybody ask him what questions do we need to start like screening these dudes before they come up in here? He was so thrown off also because nobody has come at him in that way. It's almost like as SV is as tired as I said I was last week and as tired as black people are. He's that tired. Like he literally just was sitting there like his whole demeanor. It was no sense of decorum or feeling like I have to put on airs like he is tired I'm telling you he almost looks like one of those professors that is tired of, at a junior college or at a community college with a bunch of kids who really don't give a fuck where he's just like why am I even trying or better still a high school a high school of just straight up privileged assholes that know their parents are going to pay for them to get into whatever Ivy League school that they want to so they're not even trying it's like some dude named Biff that's on the lacrosse team he's like the biggest fucking asshole ever and he's just like you know man I'm, I'm done with this shit like I don't give a fuck I'm done with this job that was the demeanor that I got from him that was the energy and he literally looked at the president and said, after three and a half years, <laughs> he's like, all the dishonesty. And then Trump is like, what? He was like, all the dishonesty you have done. And Trump is just like. <laughs> and then Trump just goes to another question. And then the next reporter, some old fucking gump, he's like, um, I wanted to ask about the payroll tax. <laughs> like, literally, that's his voice. And 
it just felt like one of those people that's in a press conference and shit get real fucking uncomfortable and they just like uh so i had peanut butter today but i have a peanut allergy just to say anything to like de-escalate but my problem with the reporters is why didn't that dude piggyback and re-ask the same fucking question? Yes, Trump is a child. He is a fucking petty ass baby. So I'm sure he would have ended the press conference. But at this point, what are we really getting out of the press conference? Is it just for a record that he's a liar, that Trump is a liar and that he's um, actively doing everything he can to ruin this country? Not that, you know, it was so fucking great for some people it was but it's like why not fucking double down why not have this other reporters back he should have been the one to be like actually he said (laughs) do you regret (laughs) but he's just like um so uh are you playing golf what's your best golf score that was the equivalent of the question that that dude asked and then once SV date goes viral for this question, this dude also low key goes viral because everybody like, yo, you a fucking sucker, yo. <laughs> you know, the next argument he and his girlfriend have, she can be like, oh, I want to ask about the payroll tax. Fucking bitch. <laughs> so shout out to SV date for keeping it all the way real and calling out the liar for always fucking lying. All right, now let's go ahead and get into the main event. It's time for, wait, man, hold up. <laughs> what happened? But what happened, though? Tell me. <laughs> All right, y'all. So, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I just want to let y'all know that I am officially applying for my psychic reader card because I specifically remember mentioning on the episode Demon Sperm where I talked about the MLB players and all these professional athletes who are coming back in to play and quarantining together that it was going to be somebody out here trying to slip, slide, and dive with some holes. And I talked about how the holes was going to be going working overtime, climbing fences, grappling hooks, rock climbing gear, all that shit to get to the bag. I re. Do y'all remember that? Because I, I feel like I told y'all that in the episode. Let me see the the actual minute and second market. Now, I don't know what that is. But, okay, did y'all see just this past week that the Seahawks cut Kama Silverrod for sneaking a woman into the team hotel? Did I? But he snuck her in trying to wear a damn Seahawks jersey. So, there's so many levels and layers to this. So, let me start at the crust level, Okay. <laughs> because the top piece is just too too damn dumb so the bottom level for me the crust is this dude is a rookie this is his first time out trying to get an nba in nba nfl you know trying to get into the league why the fuck would you risk your livelihood for a piece of vagina now I wouldn't give her, I wouldn't give her WAP because I don't know her life. You know, (laughs) I don't even know who she is. I'm just saying you risking it all. And granted, I don't know what it's like to be a man. I don't know what it's like to have your balls boiling, telling you to put your dick into any circular surface and or soft, supple area and or hard, rough. I don't know what your dick is into. I don't know what that's like. I know what it's like to be a grown ass woman and 
past the age of 30 and being horny all the fucking time but still having discernment to say I'm horny as hell but guess what I'm not about to mess up my bag so that's the difference between clearly the difference between men and women but like this man put this woman in a Seahawks jersey bruh what the fuck position did you think people was gonna think she played was this bitch a professional water girl water person is she like a anorexic kicker is she a who who the fuck is seeing some thin leg woman walk into anywhere with a whole seahawks jersey on where you just happen to have an extra small Seahawks jersey. I can't imagine that this woman is broad and wide enough to fit a jersey that would make somebody believe, oh, yeah, you know, she on a practice squad. <laughs> like, what the fuck are you talking about? And you don't think that they have cameras set up? These people are investing millions of dollars. This is a billion-dollar industry, okay? Your little piece in it, you getting you are only hoping to get millions out of it. So that means that there are billions, probably even trillions at this point at stake. And you think they not going to put a fucking ring light in the elevator, bitch. You think they don't have somebody monitoring where the fuck y'all go at. You think they haven't put a fucking chip in your neck. Like you a goddamn stray dog. Are you that fucking dumb? And here's the, here's the last thing, bro. You a rookie. That's some shit that, that people do when they in the league, solidify in the league, when they know that their team needs them, when they are very, very clear that the team is not going to move forward without them, when the coach be, can be in the middle of a fucking speech and they just clear their throat and everybody turn away from the coach and be like, huh, you said something? You ain't at that level. Your ass is barely on the field. And he wasn't even a good player. They're already talking about he barely made it in. And you get cut at the practice stage. You get cut before you really fill in the jersey. You get cut before they really give you the shit. <sighs> Fellas, just talk to the younger men in your life and please Teach them about dick control. Teach them about not risking. Like, that shit is so fucking stupid. But didn't I tell y'all? Because <laughs> I know I told y'all. I am pretty fucking sure. I I knew it was going to happen. I'm just surprised the bitch ain't scale in. I'm surprised she ain't drop onto the building from a helicopter. <laughs> Tuck and roll on the roof, Mission Impossible style. Slide down into the fucking uh, AC vents. <laughs> With her homegirls outside the gate wearing all kind of tactical communications gear. She's like, I'm in. <laughs> all right. So it looks like the <laughs> the ducks go to the left. You're going to your other left. <laughs> this bitch got a whole tactical team. But hey, I'm not mad at the I'm not mad at the woman, bitch. Go after it. I shit. This bitch put on a full fucking outfit. <laughs> Let me find out this bitch was lifting weights just to put on some <laughs> She was drinking creatine. 
I would just love to see a picture. I tried to find it online. I didn't see it. I just would have loved to see what the fuck she had on. Did she have a Seahawks jersey on with some fucking heels? Was it like Seahawks jersey and like some Tims? What was the rest of the outfit? Like, did she just have a jersey shirt on with regular pants? Was it a jersey shirt with like a sequin mini skirt on? Was it a jersey with Tims? Was it joggers? Was it slides? Did the bitch just have a helmet on? Like, or was she just a regular face bra full of makeup? <laughs> anyway, so uh, congrats, Kamal Silverant. You are a fucking dumbass. Oh, but hold up, hold up, hold up. I talked a little bit about this story in the pre-show, but I feel like it definitely deserves to be in the actual episode. And I am talking about the Queen of America, Madam Michelle Obama, in her speech during the Democratic live stream, Democratic convention live stream, where uh, she says, and I quote, Donald Trump is the wrong president for our country. He has had more than enough time to prove that he can do the job, but he is clearly in over his head. He cannot meet this moment. He simply cannot be who we need him to be for us. It is what it is. Let me tell Okay. So there's so many elements to this story for me. First of all, that hair was so goddamn laid that it didn't even matter how eloquent she, what she said, how measured her and paced she was in her speech. She cussed Donald Trump smooth the fuck out. That's how laid her hair was. Her hair was so laid that everything came coming out of her mouth did not even match the lateness of her fucking edges. The way that hair hung down, honey, gave a little twirl on the bottom, bitch. The shine. Did you see the level of gloss on her fucking hair? That wasn't no regular oil sheen, honey. That was some of that liquid oil sheen that you put in your hair and then you rubbed down the sides of that bitch. That was some of that. That shit was shellacked, honey. That shit looked like... <laughs> You ever seen a fresh hardwood floor and that motherfucker is gleaming, bitch? That was Michelle Obama's hair. Then get into the words of what she's saying. And this isn't just a congresswoman. This isn't just um, Nancy Pelosi. This is the former first lady. This is, she's always going to be my first lady, but I'm just saying. This is the president this is the wife of the former president he's always gonna be my president too but you get what i'm saying you get where i'm going right basically saying that my man would have done this but we can't depend on this small ass man to do anything because he just don't have the range <laughs> now once again i'm not a man but I feel like his dick had to just shrink down, down just a little bit. I mean, it's already small. But I'm sure that shit was just pulled more foreskin over like, mm. <laughs> His dick was like, I'm going to the spleen. I don't want to be here. <laughs> his dick. His dick grabbed some foreskin and pulled it over his ears like, la, 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 la. I don't hear you. Because there is no way, and granted, Donald Trump is the pettiest man 
on earth. So if I'm thinking this, you know that motherfucker thought that. You know his petty ass took that as a jab at his manhood, right? And I'm sure that wasn't necessarily Michelle's intent, but the fact that she from the south side of Chicago makes me think maybe it was. And I love that. I love that. It's like when they go low, we go high, but did we really go high? Okay, and then she says, it is what it is. And it is what it is puts that that stamp, that black ass stamp on it that says, I said what I said and I don't give a fuck how you feel about it, bitch. And you can meet me outside if you want to and we can throw these fucking hands. I don't care if I got secret service around me. I don't give a fuck if it's sharpshooters everywhere. It's sharpshooters and I'm in my house, bitch. It's sharpshooters outside your house and I'm in my motherfucking house, bitch. So, but at the end of the day, I will come to your house in your motherfucking front yard and we can throw these hands right in front of your grandmama and I don't give a fuck who here for it that's the energy of it is what it is it is what it is it's like when a black woman say period with and put the t on the end and you hear the t oh the conversation is over there's no need to even talk about it anymore whatever whatever fact she was stating is the actual fact and is now located on google and or wikipedia <laughs> with a blue check mark michelle obama's statement basically said he didn't because he can't and my man did because he can. Thank you, everyone. Good night. <laughs> my man did that shit. I don't know what to say for this motherfucker. All right. Thanks. Good night. <laughs> With the Whitley wave. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> so shout out to Michelle Obama says, I caught the shade and I am 100% here for it. It is. She just brought it is what it is. And she just gave it a whole new life. If that shit is not the number one gift in your life, I don't know what the fuck you doing. But, um, finally, uh, what happened? Well, what happened is, is Donald Trump is actively trying to steal the election. Um, it's not up for a debate. It's not, you talk about it is what it is, bitch. It absolutely is exactly what it is. Uh, he has been, uh, working to defund USPS so that we cannot mail in our votes so if that isn't voter suppression across the board that's not even like just voter suppression of a certain group of people that's not just oh we gonna close down these locations in democratic areas so people can't vote or the lines are very long that is obstructing everyone's right to vote even the dumbasses who still support him so if that doesn't give you pause if that doesn't make you think whoa whoa wait hold up <laughs> what happened like that was me when i got on twitter i just saw pictures of trucks loading up mailboxes and i've already been kind of like yo where are the mailboxes because i remember mailboxes being on every corner so they've already been working to pull mailboxes out of certain areas like i remember just having to take longer and longer walks when i wanted to mail something and i'm on i'm here for technology, I think it's great. But at the end of the day, having the USPS is something that all of us need because, you know, that is just a form of how we, you can't email every goddamn thing. Okay. You can't email me, um, like medications. You, and it should be an option for cheaper ways of sending things. Cause sometimes I don't need shit tomorrow. So I don't need to go to USP. I mean, I don't need to go to UPS. I don't need to go to FedEx. I, 
it's fine. If that shit takes six weeks, I literally just got a shirt that I ordered online. And that bitch took about 12 weeks. But guess what? I ain't give a fuck because I didn't need it immediately. So for the immediate stuff, yeah, you need FedEx and you need, but I don't need to, but it's also good to have that option where I can spend a whole hell of a lot less to get something whenever the fuck it actually gets there. But the idea, especially in the middle of the voting season, this is, this shit isn't even happening. Like if he would have done this around 2016, I feel like it could have completely flown under, under the radar. Nobody would have been paying attention. All oh, the fuck shit he's been doing since 2016. That shit, the porn star shit, uh, the tax shit, uh, Michael Cohen, 2016. It was fucking, re- it was crazy shit happening. So if he would have added into that pandemic, that craziness, oh, he's also taking up mailboxes. Nobody would have said shit because it was too much going on. There was no way to focus. It was like, if your house on fire, the tub overflowing, your baby crying, your man fucking your best friend. Like if all of that is happening at the very same time, you you just got to pick one, right? My issue with all of this, <clears throat> and you know, as a person of color, it's always tough to kind of figure out where you land on the spectrum of giving a fuck. And I say that because... Black people, people of color has been have been disenfranchised in this country for far too long. So the idea of the democracy folding, it's like we ain't really had no goddamn democracy. We've always been at the hands of what, you know, white supremacy wants to do, what um systematic racism is going to do. But we've never so so the idea of America losing its soul is for us it never had a soul. For a lot of us it never had a soul. When you think about soldiers who went to fight for this country, believing that they were gonna get equal rights or or just be treated like a fucking human being, but got murdered in their fucking uniform soon as they came home. So, you know, you gotta think about that. Or fighting for the country, getting injured and not getting your fucking um your medical bills covered or not getting a GI bill, not getting the housing. If you have older black men in your life, your grandfather, great grandfather who fought in a war, they'll tell you about it and they'll talk about how they were treated and spit on and not given jobs and not given opportunities and left out in the cold and just completely left out of all of the opportunities that were supposed to be afforded to. So anyway, I'm not going to do all that. At the end of the day, we already have a fucked up relationship with this country as black people. So when it feels like it's going to shit, it's like, okay, white people are up in arms because now their idea of the land of the free home of the brave shit is now becoming what our reality of it has been for so long. My issue is, and where I'm torn is, I know that. When shit really hits the fan, who's going to get hit with the shit the most? Guess who's going to feel the brunt of these changes and when, you know, Trump actually steals the election and what happens to us and and every and people just go pick up the mailboxes because they're just doing their job. What other shit are people going to do because they're just doing their job? And that becomes the moment where I start to sweat as a black American. Okay, do I, I know I, I kind of don't want to give a fuck, but I have to give a fuck because I'm here. And if shit goes wrong, it's going to go all the way wrong for black people. So um, whatever you have to do, whatever we have to do as a society, pe- 
people, we have to speak out. We cannot be quiet about this. This can't be something that we just let slide because, oh, it's just Trump trumping again. (laughs) No, fuck that. This, we are under 80 days away from this election. We are, we in the fourth quarter for real, for real. Like if you play any sport, you know, when you tired as hell, your coach called that last, you didn't hit your last time out. Your best player then fouled out the game. He pulled that huddle out, pull that little whiteboard out, get to erasing that bitch hard as hell. Tell me, okay, look, God damn it. You're going to bring the ball in. <laughs> That's where we at with it. Like, it's all motherfucking hands on deck, bitch. The water boy running around sweating like a motherfucker. Like we need everybody to be loud to call, call your representative, no matter what state you're in. Even if you have mail-in voting, call your representative and pressure them to speak to other representatives of other states to make sure everybody gets mail-in voting. This will be an excellent time for anonymous to go and, uh, un unveil these people home phone numbers because you know they on break right or hell just call them on facebook (laughs) you know you can call people you have to be sitting somewhere chilling and then somebody you don't really speak to hit you up on facebook phone call and you're looking at your phone like who the fuck (laughs) you be mad like how dare you So make sure you are calling your representative, their numbers. You can contact everybody's office, whether in D.C. or in the in your home state. I will give you an unsolicited prediction. This is my that's so raven moment. But if we don't get that man out of office, you ain't going to even want to be in the country that's next to this country. OK, <laughs> and it is what it is. All right, y'all, that does it for me. Thank you guys so much for hanging out for another episode. Uh, Don't forget, Black Ass Pre-Show every Tuesday, 6.30 Pacific, 9.30 Eastern. And uh, hit me up in the DMs. Let me know what you're working on, what you're excited about. I would love to share it on the show. And, of course, follow the podcast facebook instagram twitter black ass podcast you can follow and find me hrcomedy.com and go to the link tree and you can find everywhere you can listen to the podcast you can review the podcast and of course you can get some merch and if you want to do something and really support the show like on a consistent basis of course there's patreon.com slash black ass podcast and uh whatever the ancestors say do your thing okay All right, y'all, that does it. I'm out. Wash your hands, wash your ass. Don't forget to vote. And I'm out. Peace.